This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on this edition of Sunday Focus, we'll talk with Dustin Hansen and Wes Phillips from the city of Sioux Falls. There are at least six seasons in Sioux Falls. Of course, there's summer, fall, spring, and winter, but there's also construction and pothole season. Now that the weather is warmer, orange cones and roadwork signs will be on our streets once again. Dustin Hansen and Wes Phillips from the city of Sioux Falls join the program to talk about this winter, plowing the snowy streets, potholes, and some exciting construction projects throughout the city. That's all coming up on this edition of Sunday Focus. If you're driving on the interstate, a state highway, a county highway, through town, or on a gravel road, this message is for you. Buckle up, don't skip the click. Crashes don't discriminate, they happen everywhere. Hi, I'm Trooper Peterson with the South Dakota Highway Patrol, reminding you that wearing your seatbelt is one of the best ways to protect yourself while driving. Buckle up, don't skip the click. This message brought to you by the South Dakota Highway Patrol and Results Town Square Media. It's springtime, it's summertime, those are all seasons, right? There's a couple more seasons in between there. Pothole season and construction season. And guys that are in the studio with me right now that know way more than I do about that kind of stuff is Dustin Hansen and Wes Phillips. Now, Dustin is the street operations manager with the city of Sioux Falls. And Wes, he is the principal engineer for the city. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah, how are you? Doing good. That's great to hear. Now, Let's start off with a little something positive. The weather is warming up nice, but it only means that orange cones and road work signs, they're going to be in the area before we know it. So before we get into any of that, let's get to know you a little bit. Tell us about your position with the city and what your main aspects are. Yeah, so this is Dustin Hanson, and uh, like you said, my title is Street Operations Manager, and I basically manage the Highway and Street Maintenance Division for the entire city. We fall under the Public Works Department, um, so we we basically any kind of maintenance, and we work very closely with Wes's team on bigger projects. But of course, potholes. You know, we always tell people we've have, we have two main buckets. We have the snow and ice. Anytime we get snow and ice, we're out there plowing the roads, treating the streets. And then the maintenance, of course, the potholes are, are year-round. We, we fix those. Uh, we also do quite a bit of mill and overlay. Uh, we do a little bit of slurry seal, maintain gravel roads, your alleys, um, street sweeping, all of that. So we're uh, anything you can think of street maintenance-wise, our teams are doing. And I'm Wes Phillips. I'm in the engineering division of Public Works and my background is, uh, you know, I work a lot with the streets, street planning, street design. Um, we get the projects ready for construction, bidding. Um, so working in the areas of streets, bridges, and sidewalks and ADA compliance. All right. Awesome. This is kind of going to sound like a funny question, but is there ever a down period for you guys? You know, it, it just feels like there's always something going on, no matter if there's snow on the ground or if the flowers are in bloom. So from an engineering perspective, um, you know, there's not construction typically over the winter, but that's actually kind of our crunch time. We're getting ready. We're getting all the projects bid, designed. Um, so it's actually kind of a stressful time in the winter and spring getting ready for construction. Um, there's a lot of things that uh, have to happen before before we can get out on the street. 
I would say from the maintenance side of things, no. There's probably not a downtime, uh, depending on probably if it's a if it's a dry winter. Obviously, we're not moving as much snow, treating as many streets, um, but we have other projects that we're working on. Um, we you know we clear quite a few trees or right away for engineering projects that are coming up. So we never have a downtime whatsoever. We're constantly busy, which is which is good and bad because you know of course we we still want to train employees and have those times. So sometimes that kind of hurts us, but uh, we're we're constantly moving. I, I have to bring this up. We were talking about this before we started this recording that Dustin here actually helped me out with my trash can issue <laughs> after seeing a, a story that I did about garbage cans waking me up at 430 in the morning, which thank you for that, by the way. It actually did help. You're welcome. That was my former life. I used to manage the solid waste division for the city. so <laughs> it, it really did help. And, and the key word that you said there is if there's a dry snow or dry winter, so to speak. And that's one of the elephants in the room, the snow this year and the amount of potholes. Both are very topical right now. And more so than ever in the last five years in my memory, Sioux Falls has recorded a record amount of snow. I I can't remember the exact total. I want to say it was at least over 70 inches throughout the winter season. So let's talk about the start before the snow even happens. That snow budget. How is that determined each year? Yeah, so basically, we basically uh, calculate our budget on how many snow events that we call each year. So a snow event is basically the city... Uh, clearing the entire city. You know, that is from emergency routes, secondary routes, and residential routes. And so we take those, uh, you know, snow events and say, okay, it costs us X amount of dollars to do a snow event, times it by that five or six. Um, and that's that's been the average probably the past 10 or 15 years. And that's kind of what we stuck with. Um, a lot of a lot of other factors can go into that. Of, of course, equipment. You know, equipment. We've seen equipment increases as much as fifty percent. Uh, so, you know, our budget will go up uh, based on that. But we typically we don't overreact. If we have a winter like this, we may have to go back to city council and ask for a supplement. Uh, but there's other years we actually give money back to the general fund. You know, mm-hmm. the last couple of seasons we've actually given money back to the general fund. So, I always say it's a little bit like farming. There's there's good years and there's bad years. Yeah, there are people that work on plowing the streets, getting that job done. And and sometimes it is a thankless job. So how many people would you say typically work on clearing the streets during the winter months? Yeah, I typically say over 200 people. So that includes city employees and and contractors that we contract out um, to help us, you know, plow those emergency routes when we get into a full-blown snow alert, uh, plow those residential streets, um, you know, pick up the snow once once it's done snowing. And if we if we think we have to pick up the snow, then then we, we call in a lot of contractors. But, you know, there's probably hundreds more that, you know, our police officers that do ticketing. Mm-hmm. We have several firefighters that are uh, assisting us with snow removal, and obviously they have to work around with the snow. Engineering, um, you know, obviously our parks teams, you know, help us out. So it's it's probably hundreds, if not, you know, maybe half of our city employees that are doing something to do with snow, even, even our finance team that's getting us equipment and, and writing these contracts. Wow. Now, if you two remember, the first snowstorm of the year in January brought us a, a wonderful 14 <laughs> inches just in, in one big dose. And, and that's a lot of snow. So what was the plan to kind of tackle the storm? Yeah, so we, we, we obviously, we, every storm is different. Um, every, every storm has, has a mind of its own. Um, but when we have big snows like that, we, we get every piece of equipment ready. We get, obviously, our sander trucks with plows, our motor graders ready, um, our snow blowers ready. Everything's ready to go. Um, and, but when you get that much snow in that quick amount of time, 
that that's a hard amount of snow to deal with, yeah. right? Um, and in any city would tell you that. Um, but we obviously we don't do anything you know, too extraordinary to say, okay, this one's totally different. So we're going to do this. It's, mm-hmm. if it's a smaller event, then it's typically our sander trucks. We're treating the streets, a bigger event like this. We're basically pulling all of the equipment out, making sure everything's ready to go on, you know, as soon as that, uh, s- that first snowflake falls. How were the other storms managed throughout the year? Kind of similar to the first one or a little bit different? Uh, a little bit, but the, the one issue we had this year is we didn't really see any melting. You know, mm. we typically will have a big snow event and a couple other ones, November, December, but we didn't get any melting days. And mm. so that really impacted us on having to make additional uh, capacity in our boulevards. And that's probably where our biggest expense was. Because we knew there was going to be another storm, and I'm glad we, you know, picked up that much snow because, of course, there was two more big storms that we had to put snow into that boulevard. So our teams, I think there was a 10-week window where our teams didn't have a day off. No, it's it's crazy how much snow we got this year, and it got so heavy that I believe a lot of the snow had to be moved to the fairgrounds. And I just thought of that now (laughs) with the fairgrounds. Do you know how many tons of snow did end up going to the fairgrounds or a rough estimate? We probably could calculate a tonnage, but we typically go by load count. So we mm-hmm. hauled over 25,000 loads, and that's a side dump or a dump truck size load. And we had nine different sites across the city that we hauled snow to. Yeah, it's an unprecedented amount of snow that we got this year. And if anything, it brought up a lot of questions about how the streets should be plowed. So what are the protocols for plowing streets in the city. Yep. So we have our priorities, our emergency routes um, across the city. We have over 800 lane miles um, of those emergency routes. And that's basically to businesses, um, some schools, um, obviously to get people where they need to go. And it's all about uh, safety and um, moving across the city. So we have quite a few lane miles there, but our teams are on those until the snow stops and they they feel like those uh, streets are safe for travel. And then once that's done, depending on a snow event, if it's if we don't call a full snow alert, we have what we call secondary routes, um, and there's another 450 lane miles of those secondary routes. If we call a snow event, um, then we basically go into the res- what we call the residential streets, and we have over 3,400 lane miles that we have to clear um, across the city. Uh, and, and kind of put that in perspective, that's more than the city of Lincoln actually has more population, but we have more lane miles. Wow. No, it it does really put it into perspective, and I'm assuming conditions with the storms just kind of depends on when you plow the streets or how you plow the streets. So say it's windy conditions. What would you kind of do for for that situation? Uh, It kind of depends. You know, obviously the wind speed and, you know, we see a lot of issues. You know, we have a lot of new developments that are popping up, you know, um, on the outskirts of town. So we we struggle with those. We may have those emergency routes looking good, but that Mm -hmm. wind continues to blow. And and this year just seemed like it wouldn't stop. We had 40, 50 mile an hour winds and and that drifts back in. Whether you might be in the core of downtown and go, I don't see an issue here. We have teams on the outskirts. That are, that are kind of trying to clear those roads off. And so sometimes that slows our process down if we get into a full-blown snow event. Um, so some neighborhoods might not get done as quickly because we still have teams that are, are clearing our emergency routes because of those drifting. If you are just listening right now and being joined in the studio with Dustin Hansen and Wes Phillips, yes, Wes, he's still here. He <laughs> were, They both work for the city of Sioux Falls talking about different projects, potholes, and snow removal. Now, this is the part where I say I make it a little bit harsh with the snow plowing. So if you can't tell from my accent, I'm from Chicago, suburb of Chicago. And typically, whether the conditions are windy or if it's perfect conditions, no wind, 
I see plows maybe every two or three inches of snow. So they would just constantly be running throughout the streets and just throughout the area in general. Why not bring the plows out more often in perfect conditions like no wind, two to three inches, you start clearing the streets out and then once the storm wraps up, then bring them out one more time. Yeah, so the, the plows are always out on those emergency routes, whether mm-hmm. it's a half an inch of snow, if we get a little bit of ice, they're always on those emergency routes, and they're always on those secondary routes. So that's basically half of the city that they're clearing. Now, in a full-blown snow event, we're not going to pull off those emergency routes mm-hmm. um, until that snow ends. Um, there could be potentially be a snow event where you have to go down the residentials. And I, and I think the city has in the past where they make just one pass, um, you know, down those residentials so people can get out. Um, but we typically don't do that. We stay on those emergencies, make sure that they're safe. And then we move into the residential streets uh, to get those done. And, and again, it kind of goes back to the snow event, right? If it's, if it's a six, seven inch snow event, you know, we can pretty much plow the city in a, uh, under 30 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and if w- we get those 12, 14, 16 inch snow events, we're probably closer to that 36, 40 hours. And um, and we've been impacted the several years, the, the past several years with losing some contractors. So we, I think we have, uh, I think about 15 less motor graders out on the streets. Uh, so that's, that's a huge impact, uh, even though, te- you know, equipment has improved. Uh, that's one impact our teams have to work around. Yeah, there's already a app that's going to be really helpful for the next winter season. Uh, it's tracking snow plows around the city. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so a few years ago, we we actually put uh, automatic vehicle locators on our most of our equipment in the city. So our motor graders, sander trucks, uh, they have these trackers on there. So we can at any time we can pull up and say, okay, there's there's a plow at 41st in Minnesota. Well, internally, what our GIS team did is they they took that data and were actually able to convert it to a a kind of a live tracker Mm -hmm. map. It's not live. It will never make it live. um, But there's probably a half an hour to an hour delay in there to where you can go in and see if your neighborhood's, your street's been done or it's getting close to being done. And so that was all done internally, you know, just because we had that technology to track the vehicles and take those data points. Now, going forward, what do you think the snow budget is going to look like for the upcoming year? Any changes that will be made? Yeah, there, it, it's probably this is probably going to be the, the biggest increase because of equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we saw quite a bit of an increase in our motor grader lease, which we, we had to renew this year. Um, and so that's probably going to be the biggest jump. Um, but otherwise, everything else is pretty standard, um, you know, 5 6% increase. I don't know if those are exact numbers, but... And that's typical of every year. Uh, but again, we're not going to overact and say, we had over 70 inches this year. We better increase it by $5 million. We're, we're not going to do it. Um, if, you know, the city council and the mayor have always been supportive. And if we need to go back and, and ask for a supplement, they've always been supportive and, you know, and, and granted that supplement. So because of the snow that we got this year, it only made pothole season much better, right? No, the complete opposite. Oh, would you say on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the city's road conditions right now? You know, I would say they're fairly good considering the, the weather. Um, I kind of uh, compare it to the season of 2019 where we had a lot of moisture, a lot of events back to back, a lot of flooding. Um, you know, we do have more requests that we're seeing through our through our portal. Um, but at that time in 2019, we just basically, un, you know, unveiled it, I think, around March or the end of February. Uh, so we have more requests compared to that year. 
Um, and there may be more potholes. You know, we can't sit here and say, yep, there's a, there's more potholes in 2019. Every quarter, or, like there's one. Seriously. <laughs> uh, but the, the other thing is, is our teams fix potholes year round. And so this year, we didn't have that advantage to, you know, after a snow event, some melting, mm-hmm. go out and, and put the cold mix in. It seemed like we were constantly battling the snow or picking up snow. And that's one thing, you know, that that uh, that we saw as an issue this year. How many potholes would you say the city is already taking care of? A very rough estimate. It's- uh, so our so our data tracking, we've done over 3,500 requests uh, mm-hmm. year to date, um, you know, th- through April. We've probably, uh, you know, probably filled six or 7,000 already because uh, if one requests, there may be five potholes attached to that one. Um, so I can't sit here and say, yep, that's an exact number. That's probably a, a, a good estimate. Yeah. Now, some people may not know, but there is a way to report potholes in the city. So what is that way? Yep. So we have an app. Um, it's the best way to report them. Of course, don't report them while you're driving. Uh, we, don't, <laughs> we don't want you to do that. <laughs> um, but it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty seamless. And you download the app. Uh, it's a Sioux Falls One Link app. And you can do other things on the app, not just re- you know uh, report a pothole. If you have an issue in the parks or or if there's other other issues across the city, you can actually report those. But then you can get to, uh, you know, through Wes's team, you can get to construction information, the construction map. Everything is basically there. Um, but it's pretty simple. Um, you basically, you tell her where you're at, and it'll most of the time it'll basically mark you on the map. But again, if you see it while you're driving to work or home, <clears throat> make sure you don't do it then. But make, make sure you know that intersection that you saw it at so our teams know exactly where to go. Because if you put it, you know, a half a mile, away and don't tell us where it is, our teams will get out there and go, where's the pothole? <laughs> so we really kind of need to know uh, a good description. And, and if you can attach a picture to it, you know, even better. But a lot of times most people are driving. If you're walking, riding your bike, that's the best time to take a picture of it. Side note, there's a nasty one right by Costco in like that little strip area where that Avera sports complex is. One thing yeah. to note, there is there is a lot of private streets in Sioux Falls. So those private streets are not maintained by the city. Um, and so even though you can put them into the request, most of the time the, the mapping should kick you back to a city street. Um, sometimes it will allow you to there. So just uh, remember, like when you're looking at those street signs, mm-hmm. uh, it could be a private street, and that's why that pothole may not be getting fixed. See, I'm not good with streets or directions. <laughs> I just remember the location, and, and that's it. And speaking about construction, Wes, there's a whole bunch of projects going on, big, small, happening throughout the city. So let's talk about kind of the smaller projects first. We've got um, a couple projects that were started last year, got a lot of work done, but we've got bigger projects now that we're a growing city. Um, you know, 41st Street and I-29 Diverging Diamond, we did a lot of work over by Marion Road this year, or last year on 41st Street, and now we're moving right to the Diamond, so right at the interchange of 41st and I-29, and, you know, the traffic is a little bit snarled up there right now. We're trying to get people through. Um, as much as we can. But once we have that diverging diamond done, um, that'll be a really nice, nice project. Another resuming project, um, Arrowhead over by Six Mile Road. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, an expansion over on the east side, um, just to accommodate additional traffic and development over there. Um, uh, Down south, we've got 85th and Cliff Avenue. And that is a roadway expansion that will help us to accommodate the growth that we'll see related to the Harrisburg Freshman Academy that's going to open up in the next year or two, um, and then the additional development that will surround that. 
um, kind of the final project here that that uh, that is a uh, another diverging diamond that's starting here is mm. the Benson Road and I two twenty nine um, project. Now that will be it won't open as soon as our other diverging diamond, but it will be very similar. And on that, we'll see our first um, three lane left turn. So that's uh, something we're not used to. You know, we, we have dual lefts all over the city, mm. um, but we do not have any triple lefts. So that will be something new for our drivers to to navigate. So what is a diverging <clears throat> diamond? Everyone seems to be talking about it. Yep, it's definitely an interchange that's new um, for South Dakota and to the country a little bit. Um, it has traffic flow and safety benefits. That's why why we're looking at it. Um, the DOT is actually a good partner with us on these interchange projects. Mm-hmm. So we work closely with them to make sure that it's the Diverging Diamonds, the right uh, solution for that location. Um, but there are about 150 in the United States with about 80 more um, that are coming. And really the concept of it is, um, you know, you're driving through and then you switch over to the opposite side of the road as you normally would drive on, which kind of sounds a little scary at first. Mm-hmm. But really, if you just follow through the lanes, um, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be guided across and, and a lot of people might not even notice. Yeah. Would you say with a lot of these construction projects, whether it's big or it's a major project, it helps kind of... It's a response, I should say, to the growth of the city of Sioux Falls, that continuous growth, because it's it's getting popular, Sioux Falls, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, we're growing at a, a huge rate, and managing traffic is always a challenge. Um, but we also do, it's a big balance between expanding and growth versus maintaining what we have. So we do have, you know, uh, hundreds of blocks of maintenance projects in our core, um, in addition to the the big traffic projects that we all experience. Yeah, one road construction project that I'm happy that is finished because it's a quick way for me to to the office is, here I go with the street names again, bear with me with this, Western Avenue and 49th? I think that's it's right by where that gas station is. You go over the bridge here at 57th. See, I'm horrible with directions. <laughs> so, like, if that's not helping with you, um, yeah, I, I love that because it's just a quick way to get through the the major road and then for my apartment to get there it's it's very helpful i think and eventually that'll continue all the way over to minnesota avenue oh good you knew what i was talking about so it will it (laughs) yep it i i would love if it would continue um you know further east right now we're we're working to get uh the right-of-way purchase because it's a road through Mm -hmm. you know private property at this point but that will be a really nice uh cut through in the past to avoid 41st street and then once we reconstruct the interchange at Minnesota Avenue, that'll really tie that 49th Street together um, and make it really efficient. Yeah, it, it's a great project. What are some other major projects coming up? I, I know there's been a lot of announcements within the last couple of days. Yep. So the one that everybody's excited about is Veterans Parkway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to be bidding that here shortly and starting construction, hopefully in June. Um, We won't necessarily impact a ton of traffic during that one because it is a new alignment. So it's Mm -hmm. through through fields mostly at this point. Um, But we will impact the interchanges or the areas at Western Minnesota and Cliff, kind of where we're tying in. Um, A couple other projects that that are going to see a lot of traffic. um, Sixth Street from Cleveland to Sycamore. We're doing some concrete repairs and an asphalt overlay that should help improve the ride there. Um, same thing on Cliff Avenue from 11th to 26th, an asphalt overlay there. 
Um, and then 26th Street from Cleveland to Sycamore. Yeah, that's one that I drive a lot, and it's got a lot of <laughs> potholes on it. Um, we're trying to keep up on those, but we will be doing an asphalt overlay that will really help to solve that problem long term. Yeah, awesome. Again, if you are just listening, I am being joined in the studio with Dustin Hanson and Wes Phillips. They both work for the city of Sioux Falls. You have to say, for, for you and your teams, you do a lot of great work in the city. And like I mentioned earlier, it is a thankless job sometimes. And with the amount of construction underway, the snow, potholes, whatever other project is happening, how proud are you of your teams for keeping up with this workload and the demand? It's pretty cool to see all the work that we do accomplish. You know, sometimes it's it's challenging. Sometimes you don't always hear the positives, but we do hear a lot of positives from people as well. And just seeing everybody come together, improve the street conditions for everybody. Um, it's enjoyable and uh, it's a neat thing. Yeah, I guess I would say kind of the same thing. Um, you know, our teams, you know, sometimes they're working 24-hour shifts, 12-hour shifts, obviously, for that individual. They're away, they're, they're away from their family, their friends, um, and that gets, obviously, you go nine, ten weeks straight of that. It's it's very stressful on them. It's, it's stressful on their family. Um, and so, but they have a lot of pride. They have a lot of pride. Um, you know, they, you know, we, obviously, this winter was tough. We've had a lot of weather uh, events the, the past mm-hmm. four years, not just in the winter. You know, we had three major storms past summer. Yep. You know, we call them up, they show up, and they do the work. And Sioux Falls should be very proud that they have a, a workforce like we do for the city of Sioux Falls. What's a project or maybe a potential idea that you're excited about for the future of Sioux Falls? How will it benefit the city? Well, I'm the project manager for the Unity Bridge project downtown. Yeah. And that's a pretty cool um project we'll have there. It's right in between the the, Seuss, the Steel District and the Sharapa project. Um, it's going to be really interesting just to tie the Greenway together with those big projects. And then it's pretty interesting. We've actually got, you know, we hear a lot about Unity Bridge, but there is, you know, a long segment of road and we're actually implementing the uh, first steps of the whistle reduction zone in the area. So once we get the intersection of 6th done, 8th done, and a couple others, um, you know, the train engineers actually won't have to blow their, their whistles as often as they come through downtown. <laughs> so that's that's going to be a pretty transformational project for, for our downtown area, and I'm excited to see it happening. I like the unity theme there, unity bridge, <clears throat> unity project. There's got to be some sort of reasoning behind that name. The idea is to recognize um, some of the leaders of the past that have really brought Sioux Falls together mm-hmm. to be, um, you know, what we are today. And going back to the whole train whistle thing, come on, kids love train whistles. <laughs> you you got to give them a little excitement when they're waiting for the train to go by with all the traffic. I've got a two-year-old and he loves trains and trucks, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure that some of the people working and living downtown would love to hear a few less uh, whistles <laughs> as they're trying to sleep. <laughs> well, I can relate to that, right, Justin? All right, once again, Dustin Hanson and Wes Phillips, both with the city of Sioux Falls, talking to us about snow removal, pothole season, construction season, season, orange cone season, whatever you want to call it. And guys, for anyone that has any questions about these types of projects or topics, what's the website they can go to or how can they contact you? Siouxfalls.org slash street construction is really kind of the the backbone of our our information. You can sign up for a monthly construction update um, or you can use the City of Sioux Falls app that Dustin referenced earlier. Um, Those are all good ways to get information. Also give us a call if you need to. 
Yeah, I will say, you know, we can be reached at 367-8600. And one of the things we implemented uh, a couple of years ago is we actually have a one contact team that they're kind of the, you know, the kind of the silent ones behind the scenes that take a lot of the phone calls during mm-hmm. the winter. So, uh, but they, they do a great job. They get to, you know, if you have an issue, they will get it resolved or get you to the right person. So that one contact team is, has been absolutely amazing. All right. Awesome. Thank you guys once again for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing, your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. To get your free inventor's information, call 1-800-352-1609. That's 1-800-352-1609. Again, 1-800-352-1609. I'm Christine Yannicka, and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. I like to thank my guests Dustin Hansen and Wes Phillips from the city of Sioux Falls. Once again, if you have questions about roads or street construction projects in the city, you can always visit SiouxFalls.org slash street construction, use the city of Sioux Falls app, or call 605-367-8600. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio Town Square Media Sioux Falls.